welcome to Wheel Well. This is a place where I will be sharing stories from behind the wheel, hoping to share some wellness in the community. So this is Wheel Well. Welcome back to Wheel Well. My name is Elizabeth and I'm your host. I've got so many stories to tell um, that happened today. Today is a, uh, the Saturday before holiday, Halloween. Um, you, I may be posting this later, but um, it being the Saturday before holiday, it's always a little crazy to have people coming and going on the bus and you just never know what you're going to get and lots of drunk drivers. So you got to be really aware and oh man, it's been such a great day. I, um, I saw one of my coworkers here at the end of the line and I was explaining to them weeks ago about how I try to, you know, help people that are, um, seem a little run down and down on their luck and, um, and be a blessing to them. And he <laughs> today had brought me, um, like a handful of pepperoni sticks that his daughter sells, uh, for a soccer team. And he had purchased them and gave them to me to give out. And I had mentioned, why don't you give them out? And he's like, you know, you seem like you really like it. And, um, I have a hard time with the engagement part of getting past how do you approach it? And so it's just great to have that conversation with a coworker about, you know, trying to help the people out there. Um, one of the things <laughs> that happened is this guy got on my bus, um, I don't know. I had like two or three other people on the bus and he gets on and sits near the front and immediately I can smell his cologne. And let me tell you, when you smell people all day, 99% of them don't smell nice and they don't necessarily smell bad either. But most of the time, if you're getting an odor, it's of the not so enjoyable kind. So when he got on, I said, oh my gosh, you smell so good. Um, can you just stay on my bus? Because it's really nice. And he said, oh, that's so nice of you. Thank you. And he seemed a little down, but not any um, real indicators of having to sleep outside. And we got to chatting a little bit. And um, I had explained I had a guy earlier on the bus who was with a friend and he, pa he came on the bus super intoxicated and stumbling around and I told his friend I said if you need me to pull over so that your friend can throw up please let me know I won't leave you behind I just don't want to throwing up on the bus because then nobody gets a ride um and he didn't even acknowledge I spoke which is fine but at least I gave him the information and at that time I turned the heater off because riding on a bus with the heat on can often make people nauseous that are intoxicated so I just try to mitigate that as much as I can um but anyways, we were talking about the, I was explaining to this guy, kind of telling him the story about these kids. Um, they looked younger, maybe 21, I'm not sure, um, how they were sitting in the back of the bus. And I was kind of keeping my eye on them. And the, when he got off the bus, his friend had to kind of like nudge him awake. And then they walked kind of stumbling down the back steps and then out the third door, the back door. And... I noticed that the guy who was asleep and the most intoxicated left footprints. Now it's raining today. The ground is wet, but his friend didn't leave any footprints. And so then I'm thinking, oh my gosh, did he wet his pants in the back of the bus? Um, and it's just really hard to know about. I 
can't necessarily just stop mid route and check. Um, I could, but I was already running behind. There were people back there. And if there was something going on, somebody would have probably told me. And there was a guy who moved next to that seat. And when he got off two stops later and he walked past my front door, I just asked him and he said, no, there's nothing. There's nothing on the seat or anything. And I said, oh, that's good. Thank you. So that rest, that made me a little more confident about what was happening in the back of the bus. But as I'm telling him this story, um, I'm just really cheerful. I, I've had a really good day, and which I have a good day most of the time, but he just seemed really down. I said, you know, how's things going? He's like, you know, it's not so great. Um, and when he got off shortly after that, and as he was leaving, I said, you know, go steal some hearts. You, you smell so nice. Um, just kind of trying to compliment him and cheer him up a little bit. And he said, nope, it's already been stolen. And I said, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And he said, yep, kicked me out. And I was like, oh, are you on the streets then? You have nowhere to be? And he's like, no, I'm kind of looking for a place. And I said, you know what? It's going to get better. Sometimes it can't get any worse. And he said, yep. Yeah. I asked him his name and um, we'll just call him B. And I told him my name and we both said we hope to see each other again. And, you know, those are the interactions that really make me enjoy this job because those personal interactions with people who are maybe um, invisible to the rest of the world really, I think, make a difference. And I try really hard to remember names. Um, somebody who doesn't have anywhere to sleep or doesn't seem to have anybody or they feel that cares about them, um, me remembering their name might just make them feel a little bit more loved in life. So that's just one of the stories for today. Um, I, the other <laughs> kind of story that I had is a little more sad, but still just as, um, I guess, encouraging. Um, I pulled up to a bus stop and this kind of disheveled gentleman, um, looked like he'd been beaten down by life pretty bad. He limped onto the bus and he looked me straight in the eye and he said, I have nothing. And I said, oh, it's all right. Um, well, have you eaten? Which is my one of my questions I ask without having to out somebody that maybe wouldn't want to admit that they're homeless. Because homeless can be a trigger word for some people. Because, you know, it's like homeless, houseless. Like this, it, It's kind of politicized. So I try to stay as far away from that as possible. And he said, yeah, I, I haven't eaten in... Um, I think he said, um, yeah, I could eat. And I said, great, I've got these pepperoni sticks, which my coworker gave me earlier to hand out. And I gave him two pepperoni sticks. And I, he he got on really uneasy on his feet, like his feet had sores or something. And I had, um, he rang the bell. And as the time he's sort of getting off, I said, well, I have some more snacks. Let me give you these. And so I have kind of this box of snacks I carry around like, fruit snacks and oatmeal cookies, you know, prepackaged things I can get from Costco. And I said, well, I have more snacks. Let me give you these. And when I opened up, I have this like little, it's like a glove box on the bus. I opened it up and I was like, oh yeah, I've got socks. Do you need socks for your feet? And he said, you know, I, somebody lit my feet on fire while I was sleeping on the streets two days ago. And I just, the humanity it's just 
so sad, so sad. So I also had this other bag of clothes, some new clothes for another um, houseless guy that I have befriended over the last few years. And um, they were for him. And I said, well, what size do you wear? And he said he's, you know, a 38 or something. And I had a 36 with me. I said, would you fit a 36? He said, yes. Yeah. So I said, I've got clothes. Do you want clothes? He was wearing these um, sweatpants that were dirty in a way that like something was stuck on them. Um, and they were wet cause it's raining here. And so I handed him this bag of clothes and snacks and he just was overwhelmed with the, um, I guess my kindness and generosity. And he had mentioned while he was, um, writing that, you know, how do I get a job with, um, maybe cleaning buses? And I said, Oh, I asked him, I said, well, um, oh, he mentioned he had a felony. Sorry. Um, and I said, well, are you still dealing with, um, parole or probation? And he said, yeah. He said something about I'm on papers. I'm not sure what that means, but, um, I said, you probably have to wait till that's done, but you'll need to get your CDL because you have to be able to drive the bus when you're cleaning it because you move it around the yard he said, well, I'm waiting to get into treatment. And I said, man, that's so great. I'm so happy for you. Um, you know, I've been there 19 years clean and um, over eight years sober. And it's best thing I've ever done. It's also the hardest thing. And he's like, wow, that's so great. Um, and as he's leaving, he said, well, my, I, he, I asked him, of course, I asked him his name, his name um, again. N <laughs> and he gave me his phone number. Um, and I'm just gonna touch base with him. I'm gonna let my husband know. And if he wants to reach out to him too, um, and my husband's also a bus driver. So it's just really encouraging to be out there and helping people that again, may or may not feel invisible and don't have the resources to care for themselves at the moment. So um, those are my stories for today. The day is still young, so more could happen, but I appreciate you being here. Um, if you could rate this podcast, that would help a lot, um, and share it with people, you know, maybe someone else would enjoy these stories. Um, also, if you see people out there, give them a smile, tell them hello. We all want a little kindness. Talk to you next time.